It is Thursday, June 11th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's willing to host the 2024 NFL Draft from his house, in his living room, with beer, J.P. Shadrick. <laughs> Add it to the list of things I'll host from this house, in this living room, with or without beer. No beer today, of course. Welcome in. Jaguars happy hour. No beer yet. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio on this Thursday, June 11th. It has been a little while since we've been into the actual studio at the stadium. March 19th was the last show we did at TIAA Bank Field. We've been here ever since. We're going to be here for a while, it feels like. We've got a program today. We'll review the Jaguars' speeches from the last week or so, starting last Friday with the walk to JSO. And then we'll review Tuesday's walk with Leonard Fournette and Jacksonville Mayor Lenny Curry. You'll hear some of those speeches coming up. A little football talk with senior writer John Osier and analyst Jeff Lagerman as well. We'll go around the National Football League as we continue the off-season program. Uh, a tweet earlier today, Mark Long of the Associated Press uh, put out a screenshot of uh, Charles Jones's um, Instagram, a tight end uh, out of New Orleans and Tulane, and there was a meet. It was a photo of of him in one box and Shad Khan in the other box. And apparently, yesterday, Jaguars owner Shad Khan uh, met with the Jaguars team over Zoom. Around 100 people involved, players, coaches, staff around the team as well. And uh, basically, Shad Khan did what he said he would do. He talked to the players and listened, and he's serious about the change happening. And we'll see what the next steps are. But following up on his op-ed from. Last week, Shad Khan sitting down with his team this week. John Osier joins us now, senior writer, Jaguars.com. Back yet again. Here we are, John. What's up? John, are you there? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you, how are you sir? Good, good. Just uh, ready to talk some football, ready to talk some tag. Yeah, well, um, we'll get to that. You know, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot between... Uh, now and that to come. Um, let's start with everything that's happened the last week or so since this program. There have been two Jaguars-involved marches, one of those from the stadium to JSO last Friday. And then on Tuesday, Leonard Fournette with the mayor and the sheriff and Lil Duval had uh, a meeting on the front steps of the city hall. And then they had a march downtown. Leonard Fournette spoke after the fact as well. It's a lot going on, a, a lot of moving pieces right now, and it seems like the Jaguars are, uh, the, the players are, are certainly involved in this heavily, and I don't think that's going to slow down at all. The momentum is there. Now, and you were at both events, JP, and you know it, it's, uh, it just strikes you that right now it's, uh, the focus is on how do we continue and make this unbelievable uh, change or an, an unbelievable awareness and conversation, I guess the best way to put it. How do we have that continue to be productive and continue to make a difference? I, you know, I'll, I'll uh, tease the Ozone podcast next week a little bit. Hmm. Next week's Ozone podcast, talk to Mark Pollard and uh, Terry Rubisky. Uh, and I think people who watched it on Friday realized that Terry Rubisky, who's 65 years old, 
uh, 45 years in the league, running back coach for the Jaguars, was incredibly moved and sincere about what the Jaguars as a team, Doug Marone, Shad Khan, the players, how this had come together and how um, open and honest and sincere on Shad Khan and Doug Marone's part was to have these conversations and make a difference. So I hope people listen to that podcast because it really expanded on a lot of what was said at these, at these marches yep. in a way that maybe is uh, able to go a little deeper. But I think that's the idea right now is the conversations and the willingness to talk about these, what has been for years, sensitive, awkward issues is incredibly, uh, you know, Accepting right now, people are, are wanting to have a conversation. How do they continue that and make it all matter? Uh, that is what I feel like the tone. I'm sure it's why Shad Khan was on the Zoom call with the players yesterday. That's where they're trying to get to next. We'll hear some of those speeches from uh, the last few days uh, coming up in the next segment. We'll hear from Terry Rubisky as well. His speech on the steps at JSO last Friday, as you mentioned there, John, we'll, we'll hear the entire speech of him and Chris Conley coming up. Then we'll also hear Leonard Fournette and Mayor Curry. And as you mentioned, for, for this to really move forward and carry that momentum, um, there has to be a purpose. And, uh, you know, yeah, the, the purpose is fine, but have a little teeth behind the purpose, right? If you, if, for lack of a better yeah. term. Now, that's what Leonard Fournette's did on Tuesday. First off, it was supposed to be Leonard Fournette starting downtown, leading a march, right? Then the night before, Mary Curry says, hey, I'll be joining Leonard Fournette. And then you heard that Sheriff Mike Williams was going to be there, Lil Duval, the, the whole rest. And then the, the hours leading up to that event, the statues taken down in Hemming Plaza downtown. There was a lot of news moving in a, in a lot of a uh, short period of time there, but Leonard Fournette with the mayor of the city, with the sheriff, I don't know if you can get much bigger than that at this time. No. And, you know, I give Leonard Fournette a lot of credit. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he has had since he's been here, uh, things, different things have been said about, you know, all the stuff that happened in his first couple of years. Just in the last couple of uh, weeks or months, you know, the Jaguars decide not to pick up the 50-year option, which certainly leaves his future with the team. You know, you just don't know. He hasn't signed long-term. Perhaps he will. Perhaps he won't. But still to make the commitment to the city to call this his second home, to know that he could have easily done that in uh, Baton Rouge or uh, New Orleans, you know, Absolutely. where he grew up, where he is absolutely a legend. It, very comfortable to do that. But, um, but he did it here. So a lot of credit to him. I, you know, I've been around him for two or three years. To me, it was, it was absolutely fantastic that he did that here. I thought the words that he used, the things that he said, uh, you know, made perfect sense, getting the mayor involved, all that. Again, two weeks ago, you couldn't have imagined these situations happening and the way they played out, the growth, all of that. When I talked to Marcus and Terry on, the, on this call, and I'll, I'll refer to that because some of the things they said are really interesting. Marcus talked a lot, and I think Leonard would say the same thing. Now is when it gets difficult because the tendency with things like this is 
you have a couple of marches, you make some very public displays, and then you get back to life. Then, okay, it's football season, we're getting back. Everybody involved is saying, how do we make sure that this passion, this discussion keeps going once it's not our daily focus? So again, I, sort of the same way I answered the first question. I think that's what everybody's thinking about now. Look, we know it's a football season we play. We know this, this stuff has to happen. How do we continue to march strong or to walk strong on this when it's not, when the emotion of the first wave of the moment is gone? As, as Conley said, make it a movement, not a moment. That's probably the best way to explain it. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, John Ozier with us, senior writer, jaguars.com. Uh, now to football, John, the off-season program Coming to an end, will Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reporting uh, this week or, that the NFL has notified teams the virtual period for the offseason work will be extended through June 26, but no in-person minicamps this month. So clubs have the option now, John, to extend their virtual offseason program another two weeks or discontinue it after this week. Uh, curious what the Jags will do, and uh, as we had mentioned the last week or two, it doesn't sound like there'll be anything on the on the field, this off-season program, and it's winding down a bit here. Yeah, it feels to me like there's always been a fear of the OTAs. I think maybe people don't really get it because it's not very publicized. But usually OTAs and minicamp end this week. That's when, or minicamp ends and OTAs are over. So the practices that we all write about and talk about kind of stop this weekend and all off-season. Yeah. But the rookies stay around for a couple of more weeks to get further acclimated to meet with Marcus Pollard, to actually player development, to get, to get their feet wet. You know, I would use the phrase to keep finding out where the bathrooms are just so you sort of know your way around the NFL before camp starts, which comes up fast. My impression is leaving the virtual offseason open gives them, gives teams a chance to continue that process. It gives teams a chance to continue meeting with veterans who want to be involved with it. I don't have the information on I, I think Doug's going to speak tomorrow, or I'm sure we'll speak at some point soon. I'm sure he'll tell us exactly how much meetings they're going to have, how this will continue. But, you know, I have thought for a while that it would be training camp before we see players on the field in any kind of an, an official capacity. And, uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, it feels like that. And there's also some reports this week, John, that the, the league and the Players Association are discussing trimming the preseason down to two games. Um, that would be quite a change. I think a, a change that a lot of folks around the league would enjoy. Um, but, hey, you know, that's a, that's a huge move considering everything that's happened the last few months. Well, it, so much of this, and I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but with COVID, so much of it is reduce the risk as much as possible, reduce people being in contact with as much as possible. So the NFL wants to play a regular season. So in the time leading up to that, I've heard some people say, well, they're being too cautious and all this. I would assume from the NFL's point of view, there's no such thing as too cautious in this. So one more cautious step is, Instead of having these guys in a full contact, no holds barred, breathing and sweating on each other situation, uh, let's give that another two weeks, three weeks, because this whole thing has happened in three week periods because of the uh, quarantine. You got to self quarantine if somebody you know comes up positive. That's right. 
let's give ourselves one more three-week, four-week segment uh, because so much has changed in that period of time so often during all this. The more time, the better it feels like to me. Yeah, you hit it right on the head, John. The the regular season games are the ones that bring in the TV money. Uh, that's how that works. So uh, they got to. Yeah, they're the ones the fans want to. I mean, they're the ones that don't matter. The important games, yes, absolutely. And I think we saw in 2011 when everything was sort of uh, truncated and there was no off season because of the uh, lockout. At the very beginning of that season, there was a sense of. Okay, the first couple of games may be a little sloppier because there had been no offseason. Maybe you make that argument. But by the end of the season, I don't think anybody was thinking about that being a a different sort of season. The lockout hadn't affected that. I think that was the year the Giants beat the Patriots. That season, in terms of history, is not viewed with an asterisk. There's no difference. I don't think losing a couple of preseason games and maybe having a little bit of sloppiness at the start is going to affect how people feel about this season. Their idea is let's get 16 regular seasons in, let's get the playoffs in, and let's have this as normal as possible in what obviously won't be a normal season. John Ozier with us, senior writer, jaguars.com. The Jags announced today that Doug Marone and Todd Wash, the defensive coordinator, will speak with the media tomorrow. It's the final time in the offseason program that Head coach Doug Marone will speak with the media. It's been every other Friday or so this offseason. And since the last time he spoke with the media, uh, at, at, uh, he spoke at the at the rally on last Friday. But, of course, that was all around that rally. We'll hear a little football stuff tomorrow. I'm, I'm interested how this week has gone since then, how the conversations have, have built around everything going on right now on this football team. And then – uh, it's the last chance to get with him in the off season. So, what, John, would you like to hear from Doug Marone? Oh, good question. I mean, like everybody's so focused on on non football topics, haven't thought about that much. Um, you know, you know, I think people are going to want to find out now that you've seen the off season. It hasn't been on the field, but the storyline has sort of been Gardner Minshew taking over a lot of Zoom meetings by himself. Gardner Minshew being very much, uh, he, he he has to have found a way, or it sounds like he has found a way to make it as much his team as possible in a virtual way. And I think now that Doug's seen the entirety of that, I, I'm sure he'll speak to that. Uh, beyond that, really the Zoom calls on Friday, JP, they haven't been incredibly newsworthy in terms of football yeah. because the coach is getting on there and talking about how he got on, how he held a teleconference with some players. So there's not a whole lot of news out of that, but I do think you'll hear, I think Todd may be more interesting from a football newsy point of view, because I'm sure he's going to get asked, what in the world defense are you actually running? There's been all this talk about that. You know, so I'm sure that's going to be a topic. I think fans, football 101 types will probably latch on to more of that. Maybe some insight into how Todd and Doug both feel about what exactly are they going to try to do defensively. My guess, JP, is they won't say very much. I was going to say, you, you might ask, but you might not find out either. That's okay. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't think Todd's going to get on the whiteboard and, and explain, 
exactly where Josh Allen's going to line up on every play. My guess is that won't happen. Virtual whiteboard. That's what we're going to have tomorrow with Todd Wise. Of course, uh, that's not going to happen, but it'll be good to hear from him and head coach Doug Marone tomorrow. Osher, we'll look forward to that podcast next week. It comes out on Monday, the Ozone Podcast, this week with Terry Robisky and Marcus Pollard. Good stuff, John. Yeah, you can tell that one, JP. It's honestly it, – it's really worth the listen because they really went into detail about how it kind of came together and played out and the feelings behind it as it approached. So I certainly enjoyed it. I learned something. I think people will too. But thank you. Osher, have a great weekend. All right, buddy. John Osher, senior writer, Jaguars.com, joining us to kick off Jaguars happy hour. Good thoughts there. Yeah, it will be um, – Curious to hear what Todd Wash has to say. Haven't heard from him on the record this uh, really this entire offseason. What have they been up to in that defensive meeting room? We'll find out a little bit of that tomorrow. And, of course, Doug Marone, I'm sure, will be asked about the last week or so with his football team and um, how the group maybe has come together. Not that they weren't before, but this kind of thing can bring a group together and uh, how they're going to move ahead. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow morning about 10.30 or so, I think, is the scheduled time for that one. Time now for the community spotlight. Atlantic Self Storage has found new ways to support their customers and the local community. In partnership with FarmShare, Atlantic Self Storage has been able to help feed approximately 1,200 people so far, and they aim to support even more people in the upcoming weeks. Atlantic Self Storage hosted multiple food drives for more than 400 families in the Jacksonville community. Well done. Back in a moment, we'll uh, hear some of the speeches the last week or so from uh, the Jaguars' marches in Jacksonville. Chris Conley, Terry Robisky. We'll hear from Leonard Fournette and Marilyn Curry as well. His address, a uh, short address on the steps of City Hall back on Tuesday. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh, wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo, too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Jags fans. Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve.
At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience. So members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey, Jax fans, you know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley green chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern. Hey, Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. Every practice, every press conference, every game, 1010XL is there. If your favorite team is the Jaguars, your favorite station is 1010XL, home of the Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour continues Thursday, June 11th. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. What an eventful week. Tropical Smoothie Cafe is open for business and ready to serve you. They're open for carry-out, delivery, online ordering, and drive-through service. Tropical Smoothie appreciates your continued support. Our thanks to John Osier, Jaguars.com senior writer, for joining us. As we said, it has been an eventful week, and it started uh, really a little over a week ago when Jaguars owner Shad Khan wrote and released an op-ed piece describing his background, his history, and his vision for moving ahead, including with the players and coaches and staff on his football team. And then on Friday, Jags players, coaches, and front office staff marched from TIA Bank Field to the steps of the JSO about a mile away. Before the march, DJ Chark spoke, Josh Lambeau spoke, former lineman and now team chaplain Maurice Williams addressed the crowd as well. And then once at the steps, former Jaguars tied in and now JSO officer Ernest Wilford spoke briefly to that group assembled. And he said that their messages will be conveyed inside the JSO. Then it was time for Jags running backs coach Terry Robisky. Now, a little background if you're not familiar with Robisky. He, he joined the team uh, before last season, before the 2019 campaign. He's from Louisiana. He signed with LSU in the signing class of 73, only two years after LSU signed their first African-American players, by the way. He was an eighth-round pick of the Raiders, played for the Raiders and Dolphins in his career. Now, that career was injury-shortened a bit after five seasons, but he immediately went into coaching in the NFL, and he's been in the NFL as an assistant since 1982. Think about that for a while. Long career and his perspective for what is happening in the NFL and around this movement is certainly rare. Here's what Rubisky said on the steps last Friday. I guess as the uh, the, veteran, the veteran on the staff, the only guy I get to do it is, but uh, just to touch a little bit on what Marcus talked about when Marcus spoke earlier, he spoke about his uh, his grandmother. So his grandmother was in a march, 
and she got spit on a couple of times. I feel like I was in the march with her. I've been doing these for so long. Uh, I was in my first march, I think back in 1967, 1968, the first time we had a march. And I've been through about three or four NFL strikes since then. Uh, I've had a bunch of marches since then. A little bit of what Josh was speaking on is, as Americans, uh, I think uh, march is a way we have to let our voice be heard. In all those places I've been, this is, uh, my, I think, my eighth NFL team I've been with. And I think the biggest thing for me was sitting on the, sitting in a meeting on Tuesday and to hear the head coach, the head coach of the organization, step up and say, we won't say something. I think as we all travel through life, we see, we see actors, we see actresses, we see athletes, we see people all the time as an individual make a statement. We see uh, some big name actors step out front and get arrested for what they believe in because they want to make a statement. We see LeBron James say things. We see Floyd Mayweather say things. This is the first time I can tell you guys in my lifetime, I felt the organization. An organization said something. To have a head coach to step up with his family, to have a general manager to speak to all the players, in white and say we're gonna make a statement i have never in my 45 years in the nfl i've never seen it and then i have the owner to come out and release the article he released and the racism that he felt and he still feels today was unbelievable to the city of jacksonville i'm gonna say we're here today as this group all of jacksonville be proud you have something I promise to be proud of. Everybody walking out here today have a shirt on and it said Black Lives Matter. And it does, I, I swear to God. I'm black, my kids are black. I'll tell Josh, Josh, you may not see the results from this, but your grandkids will, your kids will, their kids will. We're marching today because a black man got killed. And it started with that. And I know these t-shirts read Black Lives Matter. Life is all we got. Every life matter. I think Joe D know me well enough to know if he was in a building and he was burning down, I'd go get him. Todd Walsh don't know his life matters to me. I worry about him every day on that motorcycle he rides. Joe Dana, I love the people I love. Guys, all we got is each other. Stay together. Stick together. Stand for what you believe in. And F the rest of it. That's Terry Rubisky, Jaguars running backs coach. That was on Friday at the steps of the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office as part of a few different speakers there. But it concluded on the steps with Jaguars wide receiver Chris Conley. A powerful speech from Conley. Uh, he stepped to the microphone and, and, and explained some of the history behind why this movement now might have more momentum than really any time in this generation that I remember. He also explained more of the meaning behind the movement and what to expect. 
I'm going to try to keep this um, as short as I can. There is a wealth of a welling up of emotions that have swept over me the past week. Um, and uh, I'm just going to do my best to uh, keep things short. But I had to write it down because I didn't want to get up here and just just have all that emotion overflow. Um, but watching watching the events that have happened with uh, Ahmad Aubrey and starting with Ahmad Aubrey, the video when it got released, uh, I sat in my house upstairs in my office and I just began to cry because I saw someone who looked like me, someone who looked like my brother, someone who looked like my friends get shot down and fall on the street like an animal. And that hurt me because I've seen it time and time again. And so I forgive me if I'm long winded, but I'm gonna get through this. The events of the last few months have culminated and shook the nation. For many opening their eyes to something the marginalized have pointed out the whole time. What I and others know is that these atrocities have been foreshadowed. They have been allowed to manifest because of years of systemic indoctrination and oppression. I urge you today, brothers and sisters, to know this history. Study it, seek it, because through it, Though it may make you uncomfortable, it will lead towards change. George Santayana said, those who cannot remember the past are doomed to repeat it. And the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said that we are not makers of history, we're made by it. We cannot allow comfortability of revisionist history to disarm our minds and weaken our convictions. A Confederate monument sits a couple blocks from here, praising the South's dark past our revisionist history would tell us that it's there to honor men fighting for states' rights. But true history would tell us that in the Cornerstone Address, Alexander Stevens said that our states are built on the fact that the Negro is inferior and slavery and subordination is his normal and natural state. That's true history. This monument sits a block from where the Axe Handle Saturday happened in Jacksonville a block from it, reminding people in this city of what's happened to them. True history would remind people that not only Confederate sympathizers butchered black people in the streets, but police joined in too. Revisionist history is what allows us to believe that systemic racism isn't real or that racism isn't of itself is only isolated incidents not instilled by government-backed segregation, not instilled by a history of bias in policing. Revisionist history is what allows people to say, yes, these things happen, but that was the past. Can't we just move on? Richard Rothstein said, let bygones be bygones isn't a legitimate wish if we wish to call ourselves a constitutional democracy. Protests like this one and peaceful protests across the country are fighting for our constitution. They're fighting for our democracy. So I plead that everyone out there would get out and they would demonstrate, they would do it peacefully. And to those people who are trying to detract from this movement, who are trying to add on and instill hate and riots, we won't let you hijack this moment. We won't let you do it. Fighting for inequality, <laughs> fighting inequality that allows 20% longer sentences on average for African-American men 
providing inequality that allows black adolescents to be 18 times more likely to be charged as adults. Everybody look around at the kids here, man. A black adolescent is 18 times more likely to be charged and convicted as an adult. That's what we're fighting today. We're fighting inequality that would allow this league to marginalize and to leave players in 2016 when they stood up and said that there was a problem. That's what we're here to fight today. That's what you're all here for today. Today, we say no more. Today, we see a nation that can't await change, a city that won't sit still or be quiet. Today, I'm surrounded by brothers and sisters of every color who've rallied together to echo the cries of George Floyd, to echo the cries of Breonna Taylor, to echo the cries of Ahmaud Arbery and the countless others like them. Today, we're encouraged. Today, we're emboldened. Today, we know that that change will come. Today, I'm surrounded by you. And I pray for you that you would abound in love and knowledge and deep insight, like Philippians 1.9 says. This is a marathon and not a sprint. Every woman and child and man can sustain this for more than just a moment and make sure that this is a movement. Right now, I challenge all of you to learn this history, to learn our country's true history, not so that it makes you comfortable, but so that you can be empowered to go out and make true change so that you can go out and as they say you can beat them at the ballot so that you can weaponize the voters in this city to get people who will truly represent each and every one of us voters can do this right now movements like this can do this right now i want to say thank you i want to say thank you to my black brothers and sisters who are out here I want to say thank you to my white brothers and sisters who are out here. I want to say thank you to every single child who is out here, younger person who is out here, because you're seeing an example of what the future can be. You're seeing an example of a future that's fighting for you, for you right now. I'm fighting for you. When I saw that video, I saw you. I saw you. I saw all you. Thank you to all of you. This is only the beginning. Don't let people rile you up. Don't let people tell you that you're not worth it. When they say black lives matter, they're saying black lives matter because they're hurt right now. We're not saying they matter more. And everyone here, I hope everyone here knows that. But let's show it. This is only the beginning here in Jacksonville. Let's make sure that we maintain this momentum so it's not a movement. And this is a movement. Thank you. Chris Conley, last Friday on the steps of the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Uh, the change was coming. We'll uh, come back in a moment. We'll hear from Leonard Fournette. We'll also hear from Jacksonville Mayor Lenny Curry as they spoke on the steps of City Hall on Tuesday. Jeff Lagerman right around the corner to join us as well. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. 
Canadian impasto. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for fraternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road, from law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers. They all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find the location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Price is subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. At Forever Vets Animal Hospital, they combine the highest quality pet care with extraordinary compassion, specializing in a variety of veterinary services at affordable prices. As an essential business, they're open seven days a week and offer curbside service. First responders, senior citizens, and the military will receive a 10% discount during the COVID-19 pandemic. To schedule an appointment at one of their eight locations on the First Coast, visit ForeverVets.com. Forever Vets Animal Hospital. Keeping your pets healthy and happy forever. Where Jaguars fans find common ground. Duval till we die. Duval! 1010XL. Welcome back Jaguars Happy Hour. June 11th rolls along. Money Pages is helping communities save and local businesses grow through its magazine and app. Download the free Money Pages app for local savings instantly. Our thanks to John Osher. We heard some of the Friday speeches from the steps of the JSO. And then uh, the change happened the night before Leonard Fournette was supposed to uh, march from City Hall downtown. And then Lenny Curry, Jaguar, or Jacksonville mayor, uh, decided that and announced that he was going to join Fournette. They teamed up together with the sheriff. Uh, let's hear Leonard Fournette on the steps of City Hall just before the walk on Tuesday and hours after the statue was taking down, uh, taken down in Hemming Plaza. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, 
I appreciate everybody coming out here, man. And most definitely, black lives do matter. I want y'all to understand that they do matter. I want to like thank my teammates, and my coaches for coming out and supporting me and supporting us. You know, uh, Duval is my second home. You know, and uh, the biggest thing I want to give out, give out to y'all and like to everyone, uh, it's, it's not about the flag at all. I want y'all to understand that. It's about us wanting equal rights, understanding our police as young black men, because it's hard being black out here right now. It is tough. You know what I mean? Um, I want to be that voice for people like George Floyd, George Hill, you know, Arthur Sterling, guys like that. Uh, this is a big step for all of us. You know, I'm happy to see blacks and whites out here together, you know, doing this. This is a, this is a wonderful thing. And the biggest thing, I, I didn't grow up, you know, uh, being racist or my parents teaching me racism. For number one, we got to stop that. Shit. That shit is bad, man. <laughs> you got to. It's bad, man. And uh, and the biggest thing, man, I just like to thank my support from my teammates for number one, uh, for Marcus, you know, who's coming out here for, for helping me. You know what I mean? And I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. And also the fans, thank y'all for coming out. I appreciate y'all. And understanding uh, I have kids. I want you to put that out there, too. My fear right now is my kids getting older, you know, getting stopped. And I'm, I'm keeping it real and them getting shot or anything. You know what I mean? That's the biggest fear right now. So um, as y'all seen, we came together, the statue's gone. It's another big thing. <laughs> it's another big thing. And uh, I want to tell y'all, man, no matter what, man, I love all y'all. Uh, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than football. So we're going to continue to continue praying, coming together, doing what we have to do to, to, to have a better generation for our kids, the next generation, and uh, Black Lives Matter. Let's keep fighting, y'all. That's Leonard Fournette Tuesday on the steps of City Hall in downtown Jacksonville. Uh, Mayor Lenny Curry spoke next, then the sheriff, then a little Duval, and then they uh, had the long march around downtown Jacksonville. We'll hear uh, from the mayor coming up. Let's go. Uh, on the phone line now, Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman joins us. Jeff, good afternoon, bud. What's up? Hey, P, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. And, you know, I find it uh, fascinating, interesting, all the words you can use similar to that, that Leonard Fournette, running back, first-round pick, big name in Jacksonville because of his prowess on the field and, and his role with the organization. He can bring... Mayor Lenny Curry and Sheriff Mike Williams and Lil Duvall, uh, you know, bring those different types of people together in a moment like this. That's using that celebrity that he has in a positive way. And I thought that was a, a big part of what happened on Tuesday. No, it's pretty strong, you know, and, and, I, and I think uh, most importantly, a lot of athletes have probably underwhelmed in using their platform in the past. And I'm talking about athletes as a whole. Yes. And I think they're really starting to understand the power that they wield and certainly can institute a lot of change themselves. And so uh, I, I think also that going forward, you know, it, it, this can't be a, like a one-time thing where you just, okay, let's commit to this right now. I mean, it's got to be, this has to be a continuation, you know, something that doesn't just, okay, we, we, we talk about it now, then in, in a month it's just, it's over with and we forget about it. You know, I think this is something that has to continue. The work continues to have to be done. And and hopefully a lot of the athletes and the, and the leadership in our country, the leadership in cities and in communities continue to work towards, you know, making sure that everybody has a voice that's heard. And it feels like that's uh, 
the focus of Jaguars owner Shad Khan as he wrote in his op-ed piece earlier last week and then followed up to, I think, yesterday and visited with the Jaguars team, about 100 people in the organization, players, coaches, and staff around the team uh, mainly, and getting ideas, listening, and, and following up on what he said. And I think that's his focus, Logs, as, as you said, not to make this a one-time thing to see how they can carry this momentum forward. Well, and I think when you have conversations, I think that, you know, things can be accomplished. I think the league office, I think, is a perfect example of that. I First of all, I, I thought that it was outstanding that Roger Goodell came out and made the statement that he did. And, and that didn't happen until they decided to have essentially an open forum with some of the employees at the league office. And a lot of the employees were... And me personally, when I saw the the statement that was released by by the league and the commissioner, I thought it was weak. And I think everybody in the league office thought it was weak. And when they were able to get in the forum to voice the concerns to Roger Goodell, that they also thought it was weak, which led to the video that was released with the players on it and the kind of the rogue employee that did this video on his own eventually he let some of his superiors know about it. i mean i mean that was good stuff man and uh and so i was glad to see the commissioner come out and and say things and, and shot obviously having an open forum with employees and players and and such like that i you know gives like a great opportunity you know that to to institute change and not just change but effective change that people want and you can't, and you can't, you can't do something that that's changed just for the sake of change either. You know, I mean, you got to do something that's got meaning, that's going to last. And at the same token, you have to, you have to be very considerate of all parties involved. Jeff Lagerman with us, Jaguars analyst, Jaguars happy hour. The off-season program is nearly complete. Logs, they've announced that they're going to expand it a couple of weeks, but some teams can shut it down as early as tomorrow if they'd like to. And now there's other reports, I don't know if you saw these earlier in the week, that the league and the Players Association are discussing trimming the preseason. Can you imagine playing two preseason games instead of four or whatever you played back in the old days, six of them? (laughs) Well, here's the crazy thing. It's going to take a global pandemic for the league to finally do the right thing when it comes to (laughs) preseason. I mean, right? I mean, we, we've all been saying for years that having four preseason games is an absolute waste of time. And so this global pandemic may, may cut it. You know, will it cut it by two to where it should be, which is what I think a, a team needs to get ready to play a season. I think it also gives enough opportunity to evaluate players especially if you're going and practicing with other teams throughout the preseason and not necessarily getting quote unquote game speed reps. Uh, I think there's plenty of opportunity to make a lot of the decision and coaches will tell you because I mean, coaches are coaches. I mean, they want to work, you know, they want to, they're, they're wired to do things a certain way. And when they're forced to do something, it's amazing how it still works. You know what I mean? I mean, you still are able to accomplish things. And so when you say that, that we're finally are looking at possibly cutting preseason. You know, JP, I may end up buying you a beer if that's the case, <laughs> because I would be one happy camper 
if that if that truly happens. And also to say that the all season stuff is ending. Um, did it ever get started? I mean, is is virtual still considered off season training? Yes. Is it still considered um, productive? I mean, when you're not on the grass and you, you're talking to somebody on Zoom or in Teams or Facebook, Instagram, FaceTime, whatever. I mean, whatever all these avenues are, I mean, it's just not the same. Yeah, I will say, I mean, we'll find that out, I think, once the, the games get here, if if there's any impact and, and you know, if especially with a team like this that needs to be on the field working through some new things, certainly on defense, a new offense coordinator coming in and all that, I think we'll find out then. But I will say the money's still real. They're all still getting paid, um, you know, the, being involved in well, this what, virtual what offseason program. Like, JP? What's that? Yeah, what, what, what's, the, what's the stadium going to look like? You know, our no, no teams, our teams exercising right now, and my guess would be yes, that they are probably looking at ways to, to have socially distant uh, attendance. You know, are, are they already doing that? You know, to where they're trying to configure stadium seating to where if, you know, they've got to comply with certain standards, whether it be from, from the state level, I don't expect it to be instituted down from the federal level, but uh, city levels or state levels or what have you, yeah. you know, could teams, I mean, teams have to be ready for for different things when it comes to seating people in a stadium. So, and I'm sure that uh, every team in the league right now is talking to local and state authorities and trying to configure what they're going to want to do from a seating capacity and, and everything else, and I and I think teams also got to have the conversation, JP. I mean, look when when the Jaguars fly, they charter an airplane. Yes. Okay, you're you're chartering an airplane, and you're typically traveling with a lot of people. You've got players, coaches, training staff, doctors, equipment, um, public relations staff. You've got uh, people that work for the broadcasting departments. I mean, so. Are you going to look at trimming some of that, you know, to where you're exposing less number of people to be around your football team on the road? I mean, I mean, all of these things have to be talked about by a football team and the league as a whole in preparation for 2020. Yeah, and those those conversations, I'm sure, are already started and and they'll be ongoing throughout the summer and they, they could change as the summer goes on. I mean, it could be trimming to two. It could be trimming to none in the preseason. That's not too far-fetched either, the way things have gone. No. So, but you just don't know. You don't know how the summer's going to go. No, you, you, you don't know. And is, you know, not, not having an off season, it's, it's certainly not good for football. I mean, I think football's better when, just like anything else, I mean, football's better when people can practice football. You know, you got better, higher quality. And so not having some of the off-season stuff, I, I think we're, we're still good. We're, I don't think it will be a noticeable difference, but I think for the trained eye, I think it will be very different, the level of play, certainly with, uh, with certain players and young players and their lack of opportunity to get reps and training for the, towards the football season, young quarterbacks, you know, young teams as a whole, and, and that's the Jaguars that we're talking about. So I think there's certainly – some challenges and the Jaguars are, are right there. When you start to talk about challenges with no off-season training, the Jaguars are, I mean, literally uh, could be the poster child for that yeah. when you talk about teams that have big challenges in 2020. 
Well, logs, I will say you can, I'll take you up on that beer you want to buy me early if you'd like. I mean, we don't have to wait. <laughs> You know what? Let's just say it happened, so it gives us an excuse to go have a beer. And the bars are open, which is <laughs> a good step in the right direction. They are, and uh, and yeah, and you got bar stools six feet away from each other. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I'll yell at you across the bar as we. Yeah, that's right. We'll do uh, we'll do like hand signals, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, Logs, thanks for your time, man. Always good to visit with you. We'll, we'll catch you soon. Thank you, JP. There he is, Jeff Logovan, Jaguars analyst, joining us on the program. Uh, we've made becoming a season ticket member easier than ever this year. If you're concerned your financial situation may change, the Jags are offering full refunds up to the start of the season, and you can defer up to 40% of your 2020 costs in the next year with a two-year agreement. Or take advantage of interest-free seven-month payment plans. They're all designed to get you and your family back to football at the bank. Get all the details at jaguars.com or call 633-2000. Final thoughts and a little bit more when we return. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans. Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look, fantastic features, so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, Jacksonville, Duncan wants you to know that they have your back through this difficult time by making your experience as easy as possible with on-the-go ordering. It takes two simple steps. One, place your order and pay through the Duncan app. Two, pick up your order in-store or from the drive-thru for an easy grab-and-go experience. Duncan is committed to taking care of their guests and being a place of comfort during this difficult time and is here to keep you running. America runs on Duncan. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers: deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find the location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality 
value and customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Brooks Rehabilitation Outpatient Locations Throughout Florida are currently open and accepting in-person and telehealth appointments. They're following CDC guidelines to include screenings, temperature checks, face masks, social distancing, and additional sanitizing of all surfaces. They're taking extra precautions to ensure your safety so you can focus on your recovery. Please call their central intake unit at 904-345-7277, option 3, to schedule your visit. Brooks Rehabilitation is the official rehabilitation provider for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm 1010XL Jaguars beat reporter Hayes Carlion. Read my Jags blog daily at 1010XL.com and hear me with Frank Franchi every afternoon on 1010XL. We're back. Final moments of Jaguars happy hour. The uh, Lenny Curry portion of the speech available, I believe, on the uh, Jaguars social channel. You can check that out there. Running low on time today, but um, his short speech at the Leonard Fournette March on Tuesday explained a few things coming in the days ahead, and they have since been followed up upon as well. So, um, cheers to everyone involved in Tuesday's March downtown Leonard Fournette. The uh, Jaguars players who were there, about 12 players, a couple of assistant coaches were there as well. Uh, Marilyn Curry, the Jacksonville Sheriff, Mike Williams, little Duval was there actually bumped me in one of the, the post-scrum interviews. I'm, I didn't even see him. That's how little he is. The name is true now. He's uh, good stuff from, from those guys. Um, and uh, good event on Tuesday. We'll see what moves uh, ahead here in the days ahead when it comes to that. Some breaking news this afternoon. The NFL is committing $250 million over 10 years to combat systemic racism. That was announced today. Um Obviously, what's happened over the last few years, back four years ago with the Colin Kaepernick, uh, he first took a knee in protest. That was nearly four years ago now, believe it or not. Um, to today, it's it's quite different, obviously. The league has uh, changed their stance, it feels like, in the last weeks. The Roger Goodell video that you heard Logs speak about there and um, the NFL uh, showing support for, for this movement. Now they're uh, putting a little, a lot more money where their mouth is and trying to follow up and see where those dollars go will be something to watch as well. And uh, there's a story on NFL.com. It just came out just a moment ago. Judy Batista, who has been on this program before in the recent months, uh, has the article there. Check that one out. Uh, quoting the interest of public safety, the Panthers removed a statue of former owner Jerry Richardson from in front of Bank of America Stadium yesterday. He was the founding owner of the Panthers. The statue was given to him on his 80th birthday back in 2016. Now, remember, he was fined over $2 million by Roger Goodell after an investigation found evidence that substantiated claims of workplace misconduct after allegations of racial and sexual misconduct. He sold the team in May of 2018, and it wasn't long after all those accusations uh, were brought to light. So that's the biggest news around the National Football League, the uh, remote work period extending through the month of June, but teams can shut down tomorrow. We will hear from head coach Doug Marone tomorrow. Uh, He'll speak at 1030. Todd Wash, the uh, Jaguars defensive coordinator, is scheduled to join him as well. And it'll be the final chance to hear from uh, Marone in this offseason. We'll hear what has happened in the last week or so. 
We'll talk a little ball with the head coach as well tomorrow. So check that out on the uh, Jags social channels. The Week in Review podcast coming up tomorrow as well, presented by TIAA Banker. Thanks to John Osher, Jeff Logeman, and our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shatter. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.